You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. You guys know what that means. It's straight talk here on Real Presence Radio. You can call in with your questions on vocations or any question if you feel like Father Big Dog knows the answer. Haha, <laughs> we'll get to that. <laughs> or you can get on Facebook, the Real Presence Radio Network. You can go find the post that has Father Brian Christensen's face on it. Looks lovely, I think. It's very small on my phone. So you can get on there, you put your question on, and we will answer it. To call in, you call 877-795-0122. And, Father Big Dog, where'd you get that name? Father Big Dog. Yeah, you know, I was active duty Air Force, and I was uh, doing my pilot training down at Williams Air Force Base in Arizona. Okay. Uh, Our class name um, was the Big Dogs, right? We had this little patch of a dog, you know, flying in a plane, and uh, it said if you can't... um, fly with the big dogs and stay on the perch, which is a aeronautical term for the moment. The perch is the moment just before you turn to go to final, uh, to land the aircraft. Okay. So uh, our class was known as the big dogs. I became the senior ranking uh, officer in the class. So I became the class commander. And so the class was known as big dogs and they just started calling me um, big dog. And when I got here to Ellsworth Air Force Base flying B-1s, there's some guys that were down there uh, at uh, Williams and they recognized me and they said, oh, big dog, Lieutenant Big Dog's here. So I swear there's people today now 30 years later that have no idea what my real name is. They just know me as uh, Captain Big Dog or now some people actually say Father Big Dog. Oh, man. Well, Father Big Dog, we are going to pick your brain and find out what you know about vocations. But right now, we have some exciting like camper guests here on Real Presence Live. When you come to a location like this and you get access to, what was it, 60 campers? You know, it, it's only natural that you'd want to pull some of them out and put them on the radio. I know. Right? It's great to do a straight talk where, you know, sometimes we get them uh, sent in over the email. Sometimes it's called in for straight talk. Here we have, uh, you know, actually live, live. campers here at Totus Tuus because we're broadcasting live from Terra Sancta Retreat Center here in Rapid City. So, eeny, meeny, miny, mo, pick a camper, Father. All right. Tell me your name. Uh, my name's Jacob Roberts. Uh, I'm from Pierce, South Dakota, and I'm going to be a senior in high school. All right. Well, welcome, Jacob. Good to have you with us. How's your week been at Totus Tua so far? Yo, it's been great. I had so much fun and whatnot, and I'm so glad that I came. That's awesome. Have you been here before, or is this your first yeah, time? Yeah, this, this would be my fourth, t- fourth, fourth time. time All right. Here. Awesome. That's very good. So you're one of the junior leaders working with the seminarians and priests. What's the name of your uh, group that you're in? Uh, Our name is the Light of Patriarchs. The Light of Patriarchs. St. Joseph, the Light of Patriarchs. So very good. How have you guys been doing in the competitions? We're dominating. You're crushing it? We're crushing it. Are they all going to say that? I think think they're all very proud of their team. So how was the epic game last night? Um... For us, I, I thought it was good. It For was us, good. it was a slow start, but we did good. We did really good. Nice, nice. All right, um, so do you have a question for Father Christensen today? Yeah. Um, what was the hardest part for you in becoming a priest? What was the hardest part in becoming a priest? Um, 
You know, I think initially uh, one of the challenges is um, that when you sense that God's working in your life, right, and he's calling you to himself, um, oftentimes I would um, focus on um, not so much what God wanted for me, what God wanted to give me, um, how God was going to bless me. Um, I think the hardest thing for me was I would turn uh, to the things that I had to give up. And that seemed hard, right? He's asking me to give up the possibility of marriage and the possibility of children and the possibility of a career that I had been working towards. Um, he's going to give up a lot of my freedom, right? Like, I'm going to have to go where the bishop tells me, not where I get to choose and I want to do. So it was really that change in my life that seemed the hardest. You just got to focus on the sacrifices and, and not on the joys. So, um, But he does work there. Uh, he does work there uh, to change our hearts, to help us to see the joy and the beauty and, and the excitement, really the adventure of what he calls us to do in the priesthood. So that's a good question. Thank you, Jacob. Um, we have a number of people can call for Eight, straight talk. 877 uh, Try that again. I, I, I didn't get to write that down. Okay, really? Are you ready yeah. now? Okay, Eight, here I go. Eight, seven, seven. Eight, seven, seven. Seven, nine, five. Seven, nine, five. Zero, one. Zero, one. Two, two. Two, two. So call in straight talk, but uh, I have another guest here in the studio. Tell me your name. I'm Seth Johnson. Hello, Seth Johnson. And uh, tell me a little bit about yourself. Where do you go to school and what grade are you entering into? I'm going to Stevens. And I'm going to be a freshman. All right, wonderful. And uh, have you been to Totus Tuus before? Yes. All right. How's your week been? What's been some of the highlights of your week so far? It was really, really awesome. I uh, got to go rock climbing. Where'd you go rock climbing at? Um, out at uh, Sylvan Lake yeah. out there. Okay. Wow, fantastic. How was the rock climbing? Very fun. I'm I'm scared of heights, and I really enjoyed it. <laughs> you really enjoyed it. Well, that's good to hear. No, that's good to hear. And what uh, group do you belong to? What's your um, uh, title? Mirror of Patience. Mirror of ah. Patience. All right. So you've grown in patience this week under the to- t- title of St. Joseph there. Well, yeah. That's good to hear. All right. What's on your mind that you'd like to ask Father? So I've been wondering, does God know everything that we are going to do? Does God know everything that we are going to do? Uh, that's a great question. Uh, God knows everything, right? We say he's all-knowing. He's all-knowing. Omniscient is the, uh, the beautiful word that we use for God. Um, yeah, so God does know all things, right? He knows all things. The interesting thing about that um, is that um, because he knows all things, um, doesn't mean that he causes Right? In a direct way, causes all things. Because what has he given each and every one of us? Free will, right? So he allows us to exercise those choices in our life. Um, the scriptures tell us um, that God desires that all of us be saved and come to the knowledge of his son, Jesus Christ, um, so that we might you know, enter into eternal life with him. Um, but as much t- as he reaches out to us, as much as he offers us that, um, he, del- he still allows us to make choices. Um, and so while he knows what you're going to do, he doesn't always cause, he doesn't cause it directly to happen. So for example, you might, uh, you know, do you have any brothers and sisters? Mm-hmm. Yes. All right. Um, so when you do something, sometimes you know what your, how your brother's going to react, right? Right? 
You poke yeah. him, you punch him, <laughs> you, you know, and then what does he do? He gets fired up and he chases you down the hall, right? Yes. All right. So we know this happens in the Johnson house. So just because you know how your brother's going to react, you know, you don't actually cause it directly. He's free to either chase you down the hall or not chase you down the hall. You just kind of know it. Or sometimes you're with friends and you know that they're going to say something. They always say it. They always say that phrase. Whenever something happens, they say that particular phrase. But you don't cause it to happen. You just know it to happen. And in a bigger way, in a more uh, fuller way, God knows exactly what we're going to do. He doesn't cause that to happen. He wants, he's always enticing us to do what's good and life-saving for us. Does that make sense? Yes, um, but I do have a a follow-up after that. Keep going, keep going. So then why doesn't God just like send everyone to heaven or everyone to hell now if he knows what what we're going to do or what's going to happen. Yeah, you know, that's a great part of the, the mystery because God um, is engaging us in this um, dynamic relationship of love. Right? That's at the heart of it, the love. Um, and we can't, we can't be, uh, we can't live out our calling of love and, and the very, you know, our, our existence in love um, unless we're free. Right, so if you're compelled, if I put a gun to your head and say, "Love me," you're like, uh, "Okay," <laughs> but is that love? No. Love has yeah. to be free, and so the unfolding dynamic freedom, love, and the call to the truth of who we are and who God is; those things all work together over time for us. And God gives us this opportunity to freely exercise that truth, which is love, and to give ourselves and to receive the love of God and, and others. So, yes, yeah, so it's played out over time, right? So it's not just like, okay, I created you, bye. I created you, hello. So th- there's, this, there's this time frame that God gives us to work out this love. And uh, you might say, like, our whole life, whether you're called to marriage or you're called to priesthood or called to some form of consecrated life, our whole life is God trying to expand our capacity for him or our capacity mm-hmm. for love. So the challenges that you face, right? Growing in patience with your brother, you know, because if I had this as my brother, I would grow in patience too, right? <laughs> so what our listeners can't see is the fact that his brother is sitting across his the table His brother from is him. actually sitting in the hair. So he'll have his, he'll chance to, his rebuttals. But, you know, it is uh, that, that unfolding of our, our growth, of our capacity for greater love, because that's what we're made for. And so throughout life, the challenges, the joys, the successes, the failures that we make, God's always working there to expand our capacity uh, for greater self-gift. So, Good questions. That was really great. Thank you so much for taking time out of your fun last morning here to come ask Father some tough questions. All right. Thank very you. good. Good to have you. Well, if you want to call in with a question, call 877-795-0122 or get on Facebook and look for Father Brian Christensen's picture and post a question there. Well, we have another question right here in studio. All right. What's your name? Um, I am Eli Dennis. All right, uh, Eli. Welcome. It's good to be here. So tell me a little bit about yourself. Where you go? Where do you live? Where do you go to school? I live in uh, Red Owl, South Dakota. I uh, go to school in Union, so Union, Union Center. Center. Okay. Um, yeah, it's been really great being so here. And the, the metropolis of Red <clears throat> Owl. How many families live in Red Owl? Uh Two, two families, I think. In Red Owl. I think yeah, and in your parish, in your parish, 
Um, how many families? Do you know how many families um, like usually in your parish at Red Owl? Five to six. Five or six. And, uh, and who's your pastor there in Red uh, Owl? Father Janusz. Father Janusz. He comes in from Faith, right? Yep. Do you know how, what's the distance between Red Owl to Faith? Uh, about an hour. About an hour. So your priest drives every week? To Red Owl from Faith to have celebrate Mass with you guys. Yep. Oh, that's awesome. Yep. That's awesome. Okay, Eli, what grade are you going into, did you say? Uh, eighth grade. Eighth grade. All right. So you're one of our great campers here at Totus Tuus, here at Terra Sancta Retreat Center. Uh, what question do you want to stump me with this morning? Um, so why do you think after every miracle that Jesus did, did he say... Hey, don't tell anyone about this. The messianic secrets. Oh my goodness, excellent question. Excellent question. Um, there's lots of ideas about why Jesus told people not to tell anybody. Did they listen to him? If you notice in the scriptures, did they generally listen to him? Yeah, not really. Not really. They didn't really. They couldn't help themselves um, that their life had completely been changed by this a relationship with Christ and the act, whether that was the leper who was healed uh, or um, the one the man whose uh, sight was uh, healed, uh, that it was given returned to him, on um, various different uh, miracles there. Jesus says, you know, go and tell the priest or tell no one about this. Um, I one of the one of the ideas that behind that is that Jesus um, didn't want people, you know, just to come to him as the miracle worker, right? He wanted to have a relationship with them. The miracles, these healings, were part of that. But if you remember, like with the the man that they lowered into his arms in Capernaum in the house uh, of Peter, uh, mother-in-law, that that. Uh, that he first forgave sins. He wanted to reconcile people to God and to the community. Because if you had some affliction, you're generally separated from the community. You couldn't be part of the community. And they thought that those afflictions were because of sin. Um, and so Jesus first wants to go to the heart of it. This man, this woman, um, is not... Is not God can forgive their sins and reconcile them to God and to the community. And the healing of, of the demon, the healing of the... Um, the leprosy, the healing of the blindness or, or being uh, crippled was an exterior, outward sign of what God was doing, or what Jesus was doing interiorly. And so he didn't want them just to come for that. He wanted to come for that healing of the heart, healing of the spirit, that he could reconcile them to God um, through the forgiveness of sins. Also, just kind of on a practical level, you know, he didn't want to. He wanted to be able to visit with people and not just have crowds pouring in on him, right? At, yeah. every, at every hour of every day, and so just kind of to be able to go about, you know, his ministry um, in an orderly way. So there's a lot of things behind why Jesus said, "Hey, don't tell anybody." Um, this is for you, and there'll be a time when you can tell everybody, but I need to do my ministry right now, and not with just like, hey, let's go get Jesus, right? Because people we do here at times, they just do crowd in on him. He gets in a boat and teaches, he has to get away from the crowd, they're going to push him right into the water, so he has to get on a boat, he goes up to the, the, the mount of what we call now today, the Mount of Beatitudes, to teach and preach so they can have him spread out, and he can talk, and they can hear him up on a higher place. So yeah, it's very interesting, but yeah, why would Jesus not want to be known? Well, he does want to be known, but in that relational way, not just as the, the magic man or the miraculous healer. So, good question, Eli. Thank you very much. you have a follow-up or anything? Uh, no, I think I'm good for today. All right, sounds good. All right, you can call in here to Straight Talk with Father Christensen or sometimes alias... Father Big Dog. Father Big Dog. <laughs> Karen, what's the number that they can call? 877-795-0122. 0122. Or they can go to Facebook. Yep. They can go to Facebook and they can look for your picture 
It doesn't say Father Big Dog. It will say Father Brian Christensen. We'll see Father Brian. Comment on that post, and Father will then be able to answer your question. Well, we're doing Face Talk here live from the Totus Tuus. Face talk. Face talk. Oh my goodness! Let's Drink some more coffee, Father. Straight, straight book. We're doing straight book. <laughs> straight book. Okay, <laughs> now. On the interweb. Talk. On the interweb. Here. <laughs> on the interweb. <laughs> it's deteriorating <laughs> quickly. Just and, let it go. All right, we're going to go back to straight talk <laughs> here, live from Terra Sancta Retreat Center, where the Diocese of Rapid City is hosting the Totus Tuus Boys Summer Camp, and we have another camper here with us today. Good morning. Good morning. What's your name? Uh, my name is Dawson Wagner. And Dawson Wagner, where uh, where do you go to church? Uh, I go to church at the cathedral. Cathedral of Our Lady Perpetual. Where do you go to school? Um, I go to school at STM, which is right across from it. Okay, St. Thomas More High School. What grade are yeah. you in? Well, I was in eighth, and now I'm going to yeah. ninth, You're so gonna I'm going to be a freshman. Yeah. All right, all right. And um, tell me a little bit about your family, or how my many family? kids in your family? Oh, there's four kids in my family, and uh, I'm the only boy, so I have three sisters. Three sisters. Yeah. Blessed are you among women. <laughs> There That's go. a good thing. Yeah, that, right. Is that yeah. a good thing? I guess. All right. I mean, <laughs> you can say that. <laughs> you can say that. <laughs> All right, Dawson, what question do you have for Father today? Um, well, this one's more about you. So when did you first know that you were called to priesthood, and like, how did you react to it? Yeah, so, you know, when I was your age, uh, I went to high school. I went to a Catholic high school. It was an all-boys high school, Franciscan Brothers. And there was a time in there, maybe sophomore, junior year, when I was kind of attracted to the, to the um, Franciscan Brothers, it was the Franciscan Brothers of Brooklyn, um, and I thought, well, no, I could see myself as, uh, as one of them. They had a great community, they're great men, and they taught, and I love teaching, so, so I saw all of that. But a couple things. One is they just kept telling me, uh, I'm going to go to college somewhere, I'm going to have a career. They, uh, they encouraged me in lots of ways. One thing they didn't encourage me at the time was to join them because I think maybe maybe my heart was you know at 15 16 years old maybe was open to that but they never they never asked so maybe they didn't want me but anyway God had well, a plan their loss our game well yeah, yeah you well, know and I you know I've stayed very close to those brothers over the years and go back and visit with them uh, and I just do have a great respect and um, thanks gratitude towards what they did for me and have done for me over the years but um, it wasn't until uh, I got here to Rapid City you know I'm originally from New York York, grew up on Long Island and came here with the Air Force. Uh, and I was at this uh, meeting um, for secular Franciscans uh, to learn more about praying like a Franciscan. Um, and it was there that Bishop Charles, uh, the former Bishop uh, of Rapid City, and now the retired Bishop, Archbishop of Philadelphia, said to me, um, you're called to be a priest. God is calling you. He actually said, God is calling you to be a priest. Um, and how did I react to that, Dawson? I uh, ran away. <laughs> I ran away. I was like, it was very scary to me because I was... You know, flying B1s here. I had my career. Um, I was dating, you know, a young lady at the time. So I thought I had my life together the way that I wanted it. And uh, and this just threw a whole wrench in it because I think I knew that he was right. Yeah. I think I knew that he was right. Um, but I ran away for, for several months. And finally, after being kind of floating around, I guess, buzzing around my head and my heart, I finally said to God, okay, do you want, I asked God, then I finally asked God the scary question, do you want me to be a priest? And the, the answer came in prayer 
and in a lot of homilies, like I felt like uh, it was it was Lent. Uh, t- I knelt down in the cathedral of Our Lady Perpetual <laughs> on, cool. on uh, Ash Wednesday. I said, "Okay, Lord, you have forty days," because I've been ignoring this, fighting this, mm-hmm. trying to get this out of my head. Like I had control over your voice, um, and and now you have forty days to let me know. And he did it with uh, incredible. Um, How old were you then? I was uh, 26 years old at that time. So an older start to a vocation. Yeah, and I used that as an excuse, but because the time I was 27, I, I mean, this, this went on for a good year plus after that moment of being invited. And, uh, and so finally, um, during the Easter season, when I knew that this is what God wanted me to do, but I was too afraid to act on it, I actually talked to Father Steve Beagler after Mass mm-hmm. one day, and now he's the Bishop of Cheyenne, and I said, uh, and I told God that morning that I was 27 and I was too old to do this. Even if you want me to do it, I'm too old. Right. So I went down to the coffee and donuts with Father Steve Beagler, and I just kind of sauntered up to him, and I said, hey, Father, how did you know that you were called to be a priest. And he started out by saying, well, when I was 27 years old, my jaw nearly hit the floor. He said that right out. And I just prayed like 20 minutes earlier that I'm 27 and I'm too old. When I was 27 years old, I was working for my dad on the ranch. I said, I stopped him right away. You're 27 when you felt the call? He said, yeah. I said, isn't that old? He said, no. He said, we have guys in their 30s, 40s. We even have father, we have uh, Ed Venorni yeah. in the seminary and he's in his 50s. And I was like, What? So God just ripped that excuse right out from underneath me. So, um, yeah, no, it's been it's been fantastic. But yeah, I think um, my reaction was not excitement at first. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was fearful. It was yeah. fearful. But you know, as um, some of the other guys have asked earlier, you know, the difficult thing is knowing that God has a good plan for us, mm-hmm. right? No matter what it is, if it's marriage, if it's priesthood, if it's consecrated, like He has good things planned for us. Does every vocation have its struggles? Yeah, every vocation has struggles. Does every vocation have its sacrifices? Every vocation has its sacrifices. Does every vocation have its joys uh, and its consolations? And yes, God desires us to experience that um, intimacy with Him and also a beautiful relationship uh, with others. So good. Any follow-ups to that, Dawson? Or? No follow-ups for me. How? What was the highlight of your week so far? The highlight of my week? Uh, I'm going to have to say the water fight yesterday. All right, was... tell me about what happened in the water fight. <laughs> <laughs> so there were like just a bunch of water buckets and water guns and water balloons, just basically everything scattered all around the field. and <laughs> Plenty of weapons. Yeah, and then <laughs> just basically they said start and chaos broke out. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, were any of the priests or seminarians uh, super excited about this yeah. as well. Who was most got, engaged, energetic, would you oh, say? I would say Robert Kenyon was pretty <laughs> energetic about it. Well, we're going to have Robert well, Kenyon gonna, on yeah. the show here uh, in a little bit. We so can we'll, ask we'll him, ask about, him that. about his yeah. energy at the water. Yeah. And what group are you in here this week? Uh, I'm in Protector of the Holy Church. Protector of the Holy Church. St. Joseph, Protector of the Holy yes. Church. Pray for us. Very Excellent. good. All right. Well, thanks for joining us, yes. Dawson. Thank thanks you. for joining us, Eli, on Straight Talk. Um, people can still call in. We've got a little few more t- minutes left. Yeah. You can still call in at 877-795-0122. You can probably talk to Joyce and she can get you what you need to do to either ask Father a question here on the air 
or to just give her your question and she can get it to us. All right. We have one more guest in the uh, studio. Tell me your name. Hey, Father. I'm Aaron Johnson. Aaron Johnson, welcome to the show. Your brother was here earlier. Yes, yes. Did he represent the Johnson family well, you think? I think so. And he didn't throw you under the bus too much? Not, not too much. So you're the older brother? Yes. Um, how many in your family? Four brothers. Four boys. Four boys or five bar- boys? Four, four, four boys. Sorry. Four boys, and you have three brothers. Yes. All right. Yes. Where do you fit into this mix? I'm the I'm the second. No, I'm the second youngest. Second so I'm the third. Youngest. I'm the third brother. Third brother. All right. And uh, where do you go to school right now? Stevens. Stevens. I'm going to be a junior this fall. All right. Wonderful. So you've been uh, here at Total Studio since Monday. Yes. Uh, with the leadership team and working together. What? Uh, uh, what's your group that you're in? I am part of Guardian of the Redeemer. Guardian of the Redeemer. I love that. Uh, title for St. Joseph, Guardian of the Redeemer. Um, what's kind of been the highlight of your week so far? What are some of the things that you've enjoyed? Oh, gosh, there's a lot of things. Um, I'd have to say the Eucharistic procession last night in the in the dark. We did it. It was sundown, and I was one of the torchbearers, and I felt, I felt like a guardian of the Redeemer. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. So after Mass, then you did you process? How did it work? Tell us. It wasn't the- Mass. They were sitting up there already at the hill. Okay. Um, and around the fire, and then they they were ready for the for the Eucharistic procession, and we just processed from the chapel oh, up the hill. I see. So the, so the camp was already up on the hill, yep. around the fire, around the which is near the altar there, right? Mm-hmm. Beautiful altar up there on the hill, overlooking this beautiful valley here in Rapid City, and then so you guys processed. With the with the incense, the can- torches, ah, oh, that's really beautiful. Um, before I ask you all the questions, do you have a question? Yes, Father. Uh, I was wondering, what's the best way to discern the priesthood? What's the best way to discern the priesthood? Uh, no, excellent question. A um, couple things. One is some very basic stuff, right? You want to be faithful to Mass. You want to be faithful to... Um, you know, regular reconciliation. I would say every month at least, right? Get to reconciliation every month. I mean, this sets us free, right? To be in God's graces and to really be aware of the way that he acts in our life. Um, daily prayer, right? So even to make sure that you're committed to like five minutes of, of daily prayer each each day. And even as you get used to that, expanding that period of time, especially listen to the scriptures, right? So um, ask your pastor priest, your parish priest, um, you know, um, what what you should pray with. I would recommend just the daily readings. If you can get those online, if you have a Magnificat or some other resource, um, a St. Joseph's Missal perhaps, where you can just kind of read the gospel each day. Church, church already has a, has, a, uh, has a plan for us to read. So, um, And then, I said, always look for opportunities for generosity. Where's the generous moments? Because we can be selfish, right? I want to take my time. I want to do my thing. So generosity in your family, generosity among your friends, generosity just in daily life. Where is, you're going to train your heart to giving or you're going to train your heart to taking. Generosity is a training in the heart to give and that will open you up to, to the vocation that God calls you to because he's going to call you to generous life, whether that's married life or that's priesthood or that's consecrated life. It's a life not focused on me, but focus on him and upon the other. So I think those are those are a couple of those things. We're going to break here. Thanks for joining us, Aaron. Absolutely. Enjoy the rest of your day. Karen, we're going to come back. Yep, right after this. <laughs> 